1: And welcome to another episode of the Talk Republic. I am Carolina Gusik, your host. And today we have a fantastic guest. I'm excited about talking to her. Her name is Mackenzie Bigliazzi. Did I say right?
0: Yes. I love
1: that. (laughs) I tried to put my Italian accent. I mean, I don't know. I love that. (laughs) And I'm so excited to have you here on the show today. How
0: are you doing, Mackenzie? I'm so excited. I'm good. Um, it's very sunny here in Denver, like almost every day. We have 300 days of sunshine here. Nice. So I just like am very stoked about being here. Um, but anyway, yes, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I mean, I live in Miami. We have sunny days every single day. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you're used to that. I've never been to Miami. I've spent a lot of time in Orlando, but not Miami.
1: Uh, completely different world. Like Yeah. <laughs> I was actually talking to my husband about this yesterday, about Florida in general and how actually anything other than South Florida is like a different, like South Florida is its own thing.
0: I'm sure, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, so you need to come one day, you know, go and get some uh, mojitos and salsa dancing.
0: Yes, I am all in on that.
1: (laughs) Awesome. So how you been? How is this uh, pandemic going for you?
0: It's going okay. Um, I moved in the middle of it. So it was kind of stressful during that. And it was honestly like, um, it was scary when it all hit because I am an educator in the photography world. So like a lot of the mentees were coming to me and they're like in tears and they're like, what do we do? So luckily, I mean, it was like a blessing and a curse. Cause like, honestly, I was kind of like scared for myself because it's like, we've never been through this we've never done this. We don't know how to prepare for this. And then, but then again, there was mentees that really needed me more mentally than anything else. So I was putting my energy into that, which helped me like stay on the right track to kind of just focus on things rather than like totally be irrational. Like I usually am and freak out about things. That's good to have a focus point. (laughs) Yes. So I think that helped, but I love being at home. (laughs) I love being at home and like I know I worked from home previously and like I've been home but it's different when I don't have like there's not a whole lot going on in the wedding world because all these huge traditional weddings are being either rescheduled or decreased in size and you know I'm not working 10 hour days anymore I'm working maybe six to eight and I get to enjoy my weekends so I don't know, this pandemic, it's been a blessing and a curse because like, yeah, it really sucks. And like, people are dying and this is very serious and real. But it's also changing people's energy and refocusing on the people that they love. Um, Refocusing like, where have I been spending my energy this whole time being this busy culture that we are? And then it's also refocused like wedding couples that are like, oh crap, I don't need Scott from eighth grade science class to be at my wedding. Like he's not important, you know? And then they're decreasing their wedding and they're like, this is so much more special to me. So there's like so many things that this pandemic has brought that I'm stoked about. And I think it's refocusing the wedding industry to be, um, a little bit more special than just throwing this huge, huge party.
1: True. Uh, here in, in, I mean, here in Florida, things are a little bit, you know, out of control as you see. So we're trying to stay as safe as possible, but culturally, uh, weddings in South Florida are quite large, you know, we have a, I mean, I'm myself, I'm Hispanic and in Latin America, having a large wedding is part of like who you are It's part of like, you know, it's, it's a social status kind of thing. So it's interesting to see how that has changed uh, the market here in South Florida. Oh, no doubt.
0: Has it it shifted a little bit? Yes. I
1: mean, well, not really. People don't want to downsize. So what people want to, are doing is a lot of postponements because it's yeah. it's very culturally engraved in us that you yeah. have even to have like when I, when I talk to, cl- to to clients and they're like oh I'm having a small wedding and this is before pandemic obviously they're like I'm having a small wedding it's about 150 people I'm like mm, is that a small? <laughs> <laughs> so they're like you're like it's like <laughs> an intimate <laughs> wedding but then you know when, when, just on my side when I think about just like my immediate family. We're about a hundred people,
0: just my family. So, I mean, yeah. that would be an intimate wedding for me. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. It's funny how across cultures, like intimate weddings mean different things. And I, I love, I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's interesting to, you know, yeah. say the least. So today we're going to talk about uh, a topic that I think it's, Super interesting. It's a topic also that it, it could be vague. So, like, I want to try yeah. to really, really dive deep because my brain. I need actionable steps. I need organization. I, I don't yeah. like much of like the fluff of like big words and poetry and things like that. Like, no I want to know yeah. how things work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: I'm with you.
1: I'm with, and we're yeah. gonna talk about value. And again, just the word value in itself has a gigantic meaning and all that. But hold on a second. Hold on, because I got distracted here. Before we even start,
0: you introduce yourself and you tell us who you are, Mackenzie? Okay. So I'm not going to lie. I had a problem with this question because it challenged me a little bit to talk about myself. Cause I literally like never really break it down for myself. Oh, okay. Well, go on. <laughs> so this is what I, I was like, what should I tell? What should people know about me? So Mackenzie, I go by Kenzie Usually my business name is Mackenzie though. Um, I love long walks down the ice cream aisle. Okay. And, but I also love helping photographers be profitable. That's kind of what I've been like my MO is like, I love focusing on that. I love helping other photographers be profitable because I think there was this, uh, I was very, very, I'm very passionate about helping these photographers because I think that they're in Uh, there's this like idea going around that like, oh, well, we're photographers. We don't actually do it for the money. And then money as a topic becomes taboo and it's not supposed to be that way. And, um, you know, I grew up like loving photography and being very inspired by my aunt, who is also a photographer. And um, I was always told I would not make any money and that I would need a plan B. And I don't like being an adult. I'm like, that was such crappy advice I got. And it just motivated me more. But when I first started out, there wasn't education. So that's how I kind of like got into education. So I'm like honestly obsessed with education. I'm honestly obsessed with helping photographers. I love getting texts from photographers that were like, just making this small adjustment in my mindset has helped me do this. And I'm like, good, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I couldn't, when I was writing this bio about myself or trying to think about things to tell people, it's, I love, just being genuine about photography, about education, about being real, because I think there's a lot of fluff education out there. I think there's a lot of um, education going around that's not necessarily education because I have my master's degree in education. Okay. I have this completely different brain that I have. So I have my art brain that's like, ooh, I love being active at 3 a.m. and like all of, I work in a mess and I work best under stress and that's why I excel at weddings. But I also have my teacher brain that's very like type A and I understand that everybody um, values different things. I understand that everybody's a different type of learner and I understand that some things just need to be explained in different ways. So I was like, I can't stay away from this education thing. I love education, I love ice cream, I love keeping it real, I love being there for other photographers who've just kind of been like told by other photographers like kind of make their way out of the industry because you know, they're not gonna make it or there's not enough room. Or my favorite excuse is the industry is saturated. I hate that because that's such a myth.
1: Um, I, 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 when people tell me that, um, you know, within my own coaching and things like that, and people yeah. are like, oh, well, the industry is saturated. I'm like, so is for lawyers and dentists and doctors. Yes! Like yes! any, unless you're an astronaut, I would say that maybe it's, exactly. you know, a hundred people doing that job. But like, I mean, I don't know. That might sound like crazy. Exactly. I don't know how many astronauts are in the world. Like, it doesn't seem like, like the general population is going for right. that. <laughs> but other than that, I think that, I mean, it is, uh, any industry is saturated, but also yeah. there is 7 billion people in this planet. So exactly. So exactly. You could
0: exactly, exactly. That's exactly what I told my man. Susu. I'm like, there's lots of doctors like that, that stop doctors from going to medical school for so long. Like, <laughs> no. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I pour myself into that. I pour myself into helping other photographers. I'm, I just have such a soft spot for it because of um, the hardships I went through. I feel like my business could have t- taken off way faster if somebody would have just taken me under their wing genuinely and not, How you know, long like- How have been in business? Um, since, seriously, since probably 2017, but I shot my first wedding, I think it was 2015 or 14. So I've been shooting, but I like, I was in high school and I was on the yearbook and I shot photos <laughs> for the yearbook. <laughs> Camera in my hand for a long time I'm 27 now and um back then like education wasn't a thing there wasn't community over competition like there is now and, and, and that was five years ago am I doing the math correctly um I was in high school I graduated high school in 2011 okay so okay all righty okay. almost 10 years almost
1: 10 years ago I was really bad at math here 10 god I'm a photographer <laughs> yeah I I was actually having this conversation yesterday with a friend of mine and I've been in business for 10 years. And back then, there was like no education. Just like trying to get any information out of any photographer that was ahead of me was like Mm -hmm. it was like a secret. It was taboo. Everybody was holding their like, keeping their little knowledge. Nobody wanted to share. And I think that photographers nowadays, even myself, you know, like I'm still learning every day. You know, you're still learning. There is such so much information out there that sometimes I'm like. Is, is, is it too much information out there that people are yes. really not taking advantage of it? <laughs> like, is it too much? So what yes. is it? But but I'm, I'm glad that the industry has opened to that and it's changed. Yeah. And for people that are starting out, now they have all these like Facebook groups, podcasts, uh, accessible education. Because again, 10 years yeah. ago for you to get a mentor, it was so I mean, still, I mean, still mentoring could be, it's all kind of pricing, but Mm -hmm. back then there was like no entry level kind of like, it was like, oh yes, you want me to mentor? It's going to be $5,000. Yes. So so I'm glad things have changed a little bit and have become uh, more accessible because again, the more that
0: we educate the industry as a whole, we can elevate it. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's when I brought on Victoria St. Martin, who's my business partner in Cultivate Education. And we were both very like, driven by this fact that like, we could not find workshops or mentorships that were less than $1,000. And it's like, we thought back to when we first started, not that we're experts, not that we know everything, we're always learning, we're always investing in other photographers education, we love learning. But We could not like, we noticed that workshops were over a thousand dollars and it's like as entry level photographers who are still, you know, maybe making 50 bucks if they're lucky on their first shoot or nothing at all. Maybe they're still working for free. Like how can they afford those? They can't, they cannot afford that. So cultivate is just a place that, you know, it's a safe space for photographers to shamelessly ask questions without being attacked. I've been in photography groups that I see photographers asking genuinely honest questions that you don't know when you first start out and people are like, oh, like, I can't believe you're asking that. And it's just like, now you're scaring them out of the industry and you're gatekeeping this education and it's not right. So, um I, yeah, Cultivate is just a safe space. It has free education in it, it, has affordable education. And we're just like, it doesn't have to be over a thousand dollars. Like, <laughs> you know, like people don't have that money first starting out. So Anytime we can help a photographer get into the industry, we're there. For. I've been on your
1: group for a couple of weeks already. And there's a lot of content in there. And you're really yeah. active in there. So, like, <laughs> yes. listen, you know, there's a lot of information. There, <laughs> there great, is. Which is great. Because, you know, I think that sometimes people need to consume free content yeah. before being able to make that, you know, next step. But, I mean, all great I and agree. fabulous. I but, agree. you know, now we had gone, again, off the rails here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know we're let's,
1: like, oh, we're let's regroup we got- yeah so we're talk about value and before we even start let's just define what value is what is value Mackenzie
0: so value I think I mean obviously there's probably a lot of different definitions but value I think is value um, how you can solve the client's problem and how you can put their anxieties to rest um, value is going to be what sets you apart from other photographers in your niche. So um, for example, like wedding photographers, um, I think we confuse products we offer as value mm, because so there's, yeah, there's, there's value in other things that we do. So for example, I'm a photographer slash planner. I'm getting into planning out in Denver because I saw um, I saw the, I did market research and I saw that a lot of our elopements and intimate weddings are out of state couples and they're like, they don't know much. They don't know where the vendors are. They don't know logistics of getting a marriage license here, stuff like that. So that's where I stepped in and I was like, how can I help those problems? So that's why I started getting into the planning aspect of things. And that kind of sets me apart from the other photographers in the industry, even though that's kind of a service, I don't actually, I don't offer like a solid, like product, like you're going to get, you know, a magazine full of stuff that I offer. No, that's not it. Like I'm going to be like, Hey, what do you need? Because I'm going to do all the research and give that to you. And that's a service I offer, even though it's not tangible. It's not like a USB drive. It's still value I can add. So kind of putting it in those terms, but value is how you can solve the client's problem.
1: I like that term. And I like that you mentioned that sometimes we, uh confuse it with products because sometimes when I speak yeah. to you know to to photographers I'm like okay so what's the value and they're like well this beautiful album and, and yes, yes the album is valuable yeah <laughs> of course it's good but it's we need to to d- dive a little bit deeper and I think that why yeah. this competition is important mm-hmm. and also why people are confused because it is such a vague term right it's like exactly. I don't know I mean yes having an album is valuable but is that What's moving the needle for your clients? Probably not because probably everybody else is offering albums. So it's kind of like diving a little bit deeper and seeing, Mm -hmm. as you said, how could you solve a problem? And I like that. Exactly. So that's exactly. So you, I mean, you, you teach about this, you're passionate about it. Also, I mean, you just mentioned that you are adding more value to your clients by like actually, you know, Doing the research, you know, like being like, hey, this is what this is the steps that you need to follow to, you know, to get married here in Colorado. So that's great. So, what are some of the things, let's say, that other photographers could add? Let's because
0: I like, Mm -hmm. I like, I like, I like, I like samples. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah, totally. I wrote down a few. Okay, great. I wasn't sure how far a conversation could go, but it can go um, far. Go dive deep. Perfect. (laughs) Okay, so. You mentioned get albums. Every photographer has access to offer those. Like that's not unique. And when, I think the first thing we need to understand is that when clients contact us, the reality of it is that they've probably contacted five to six other photographers. Correct. Um, So that first initial conversation with them or replying to their email needs to set you apart or they're, you're just going to get lost in the sea of photographers that they already emailed because logically we want to price shop. That doesn't mean the client's cheap. That doesn't mean like they have bad taste. We all do it. Like I've gone to target and I'm like, dang, I really love that mirror, but I bet I can get it cheaper on Amazon. And I go to Amazon <laughs> and I can find it cheap. I mean, that's just the way it is. And I don't consider myself cheap. Um, that's just logical. And it's safe for, for people to do that. So I think that's the first thing we need to remember is that we are being compared to five or six other photographers, unless they are very set on us. So knowing that, we need to think about the things that we do that sets us apart. So value goes beyond, you get an online gallery and albums, like everyone offers that, like, (laughs) okay, sweet. So like, what else? So digging deeper and thinking about what value we have. So what hard work do we have that we do behind the scenes? to solve client problems. So like I said, I know the client problems I have is that out-of-state couples are just like, eh, I don't know what I'm doing from a state away. It's already hard enough planning a wedding, let alone planning it from another state and hoping that it's everything that you thought of. So the one thing I did is I create a custom planning guide. So this isn't like a cut and dry planning guide that every single one of my clients gets. Um, I go really deep with my contact form on my website to see like where they're from, what they're looking for, what they're missing, what they can get from me. Um, we have this very deep conversation and I create a custom guide based on the location they're getting married at, um, if they need any Airbnbs, um, if they need any location suggestions, stuff to do in Colorado while you they're here. You
1: are really anticipating questions that they might yes. have in the future.
0: Yes. Yes. Anticipation. That's a great word. Exactly. Just being like, always putting yourself in your client's shoes and thinking about what you would want. Even though I've never been married, photographers who have been married, oh my gosh, have such a leg up on me knowing exactly what they need and what they didn't like about you know, contacting vendors and things like that. So there's tons of things. Um, another thing is thinking about dynamic pricing. So dynamic pricing is this idea that you don't have set package prices. Package prices, you have a base price and it goes, it fluctuates from there. So dependent on your contact form, we need to be asking all the stuff we need to ask to properly give them the packages that they ask for. Because if they're like, hi, like my name's Karen, and I really want four hours and this stuff, you are not going to show Karen, you know, two hours, she asked for a minimum of four. So that's where dynamic pricing comes in is that you can have a Pricing sheet or a package sheet that you can alter depending on the client's needs because my packages for big traditional weddings that need ten hours that need two photographers very different than the Texas couple that I might have coming up from Texas that wants to get married at the Garden of the Gods and they only need two hours they don't need full day they're, they're going to go on a hike afterwards they don't need me afterwards. Um, So creating a dynamic pricing package where you're meeting their needs, giving them what they want, and maybe even showing them a little bit more of what you think that they might want um, is a great place to start.
1: That's good. That's, I mean, that's uh, some, I mean, sometimes when I have these um, conversations again with photographers, there is mm-hmm. things that we think that are like basic, but some of the yeah. things that we can do is like, and setting the value from the beginning. Like if you get an inquiry, how long does it take you to reply to that inquiry and all that? Those yes. are little things that mm-hmm. really cost you nothing but add value to your overall yeah. brand. And I yeah. think that's what we need to, you know, always focus on, like, how could I make my client experience better? Exactly. So I think that's when it comes to value. And I think that's why sometimes people have a difficult um, time kind of like understanding it is because there is not a set, there is not like a, we cannot give you, I mean, we can give you examples, as you just mentioned, right? Like all those things yeah. that for your rights, but there is not like a set list for everybody exactly. that is going to be the same for every photographer. Exactly. It comes down to like a lot of like your personality, mm-hmm. your values, also your branding, your location, exactly. how involved you want to get with your clients,
0: all those things. Exactly, exactly. That's such a good point. Like, there's not a cut and dry recipe that we can just write down and give to all photographers and we're like, "Do this." There's so much market research. Like back when I lived in Chicago, Chicago couples have planners. They hire planners. So that was never my job. Never like I would show up for photography, do their engagement photos, show up and all that. I would not make a timeline. Like the planner would take care of all that out here in Colorado. If they, if the out-of-state couples can work with less vendors as possible, it's more for them. Like they're just like less stress, less vendors to kind of keep track of. So it's all about doing or uh, market research, knowing what you want to offer. Um, I know if I didn't have that Teacher side to me, where I'm like very kind of organized in type eight that way with my clients, I don't think I'd be able to offer planning because planning takes a lot of organization (laughs) and keeping track. So I would just be like, hey, I'm a photographer, but I can definitely find you a planner. But like, I have that. So I utilize that. So value coming back to thinking about exactly personalizing the client experience. There's so many ways to do this. One thing that came to mind that I, I wrote down immediately was that. With the dynamic pricing, I also use my contact form to get like their social media handles if they have any, um, anything. I say, what do you guys love to do together? I ask them their favorite ice cream flavors too. And that tells me a lot about people. And so when it comes to sending over the pricing, I personalize the package titles to each couple. So um, it's just a little thing, just little things like that. Like I got a couple that really, really loves Disney. And she mentioned how she, uh, her fiance, um, proposed to her with an aerial ring, like the aerial line. And I changed all the titles in my packages to little mermaid theme. <laughs> <laughs> and she loved it. She was like, no one, I couldn't really tell anyone else that replied to my email. If they actually read it besides you. And immediately I'm at the front of the line because she remembers that. She knows that I took the time with her. Um, So just personalizing that custom, that client experience is everything. It's the same thing as I heard this metaphor before. I can't remember who said it. But going to a bougie hotel rather than a super eight, you go to this bougie motel they might have. Um, our hotel, they might have extra chargers, they might have wraps for the chargers to keep them on the desk, they might have um, a little welcome gift for you, they might have little tied up towels and like animals. But if you go to super eight, you're just getting what you get, like you're getting that bed. And that's pretty much it. (laughs) I mean, you have a place to stay for the night. But you feel so much better when you're at that bougie hotel that took care of you, you feel more comfortable. And I think that's the best metaphor to think about our client experience is like, how can we be that bougie hotel for them? <laughs> Definitely. I think that
1: uh, a lot of people, when they, when they think of value, again, and we're going back to like items, like actual tangible things, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I add a lot of value by sending my clients a gift. Mm-hmm. That could be great. Yet, again, that's, that, 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 that falls down into the part that, yeah, that's lovely. Is that right. really valuable for your client? Right, right? Because what right. if your clients are like me? Like I'm a minimalistic, I don't like extra stuff and you send me a box full of like, I don't know, like little cards that says Mr. and Mrs. and a mug. Is that going to be valuable for me? Probably exactly. not. <laughs> exactly. I think it's going to be lovely. I think it's going to be nice. But I rather have, as you said, value on how you're solving a problem for me. A little mug exactly. that says Mr. and Mrs. is not solving me a problem now you're no. telling me you're giving me um a timeline or recommendations or something like that yeah. that's gonna be definitely more valuable for me
0: exactly exactly i think that there's this idea that photographers get so wrapped up in is the superficial seeing other photographers and not client gifts that are like mrs and mrs or mrs and mr mrs and mrs like using those you know typical wedding pronouns that should be really put to rest at this point like It's cool, but like, what are they going to do with those things once they get them? And that goes back to this whole like sustainable idea of like doing sustainable weddings and like giving them gifts that (laughs) aren't that, you know? Um, I gift ice cream most of the time. I send them uh, pints of ice cream and it's part of my brand, you know, And, and gifts are different, but like, I think that there's photographers that focus too much on like, what do you guys do for your clients once they book? And it's like, well, I over deliver. I'm like I'm depressed. Like yeah, like (laughs) there doesn't have to be like a physical thing though. It speaks so much more volumes when you're actually making your couple feel taken care of than it does for them to get that cheesy wedding gift in the mail that says congrats. So happy to be your wedding photographer. I'm not saying those things are bad. Um, I send client gifts, but I don't send that stuff. I send ice cream. Um, but just thinking about things differently like that, um, and personalizing their experience. Because if like for example, if the couple's part of LGBTQ and you send them Mr. and Mrs. That's not gonna go well. Yikes, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So personalizing that client experience goes way beyond just like uh giving them an album. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think some of the things that I do for my own brand that I think that have worked really well for value and to give, you know, listeners a little bit more kind of like direct kind of like, again, and every, as I yeah. said, it's not a list that we can give you, but you know, at least right. get you some, you know, samples. Uh, I do a venue walkthrough, even if I have shot at the venue a thousand times, yeah. I'm just giving my client peace of mind. I'd be like, I went and I saw the venue again and I did that, they have new, you know, I don't know, a new garden or they, or they got rid of a place that I used to love, but now they have these other things. So I'm giving my yeah. client peace of mind that I know the location and that I have done my diligences to like, you know, make sure that everything is fine. Another Absolutely. thing that, uh, that could be valuable and going back to albums, right? There is a lot of photographers yeah. that says like, yeah, you know, your album is included. Uh, I let the client design it. You're putting a lot of pressure on your client. They're not designers. Yes. They don't know what goes into an album. Maybe value is you pre-design it for them. So you exactly. know where to go. Yes. Friends are like, ah, this couple, you know, they, you know, they, it's been two years and they haven't designed the album. I'm like, if I knew nothing about photography and somebody tells me I have a thousand photos to like get a book from, I don't know what to do. I probably never do it. Yes. I'm like, forget it. I'm not doing this. It's too much for me. So solving those problems. If you are a family photographer, this is one of the things that I do with my families. I tell them that in order for them to have the best possible experience, I need to see pictures of them wearing the outfit they're planning to wear for the session. Mm -hmm. And even my clients are like, but why? And I'm like, there's things that look beautiful for brunch, but they don't photograph nicely. Let's be honest.
0: And I want to be as honest
1: with my clients to be like, once again, lovely for brunch, it makes you look square. Nobody wants to look square in a photo. So those things so are value. And <laughs> you have to be honest. I mean, of course, exactly. we act and you know, you're not going to be like, you know, rude about it, but yeah, that's part of value, right? Like you telling your clients to look their best for the session. Also, at the end yes. of the day, it's going to be great for you because they're going to buy more prints, but that's for another exactly. call. Yes. But um, yeah. It's really important, as you mentioned, to do market research. What are your clients yeah. lacking? What and, and as you said, anticipating. You know, you go as far as giving them like recommendations on what to do after the session for like you yeah. know, go and have fun. And I think that's lovely because why would they expect that from a photographer? Yeah, that's not your job. Nope. And now you overdeliver. Yes, exactly. It's so all I think about that's overdelivering. We, I think that's what we need to focus on: overdelivering things that are useful, not exactly. just presents. We need to stop focusing so much on yes. like actual gifts and start
0: focusing on value. No pun intended. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes, exactly. It's, it's all of the things that we can help with them. So they're, <laughs> it's, we're going beyond our jobs. We're over delivering. Like, um, I think there's some with dynamic pricing, I think a lot of mentees get held, or photographers get held up on this idea of like, but how do I offer this value? Like what is going to set me apart? And I keep going back to the contact form and I harp on this all the time. I'm sure some of my mentees are listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, here we go about the contact form again. But your contact form has to be long enough so that you can know all this stuff. Because if your contact form is just like name, number, email, what you want from me, and that's it. It tells you nothing about the client. It tells you nothing about how you can serve them on that first initial email. That first initial email with that contact form will be like, okay, let's talk details. What is your vision? Which is like my biggest, I hate that (laughs) phrase. Like you're the expert, they don't have a vision yet. They want you to help with it, so tell them. Um, So you have to go through that and you're giving them more email responses to ghost you on. Because if they're not gonna see value, they're just going to be like, okay, like I'm spending way too much time with this photographer who's not actually helping me. So getting that long contact form down people. And I know the biggest thing I have, the biggest hesitation that mentees have had with me are like, well, they're going to see that long contact form, not want to fill it out. That's okay. That's not your client. I think,
1: well, I want to agree and disagree on this because like, I, I I have a little bit of a pet peeve when people is like, well, that's not your client. Like you haven't given them enough information or room to decide that yet. So I do agree that you should have enough questions on your contact form to give you the information that you need to reply to that email. Now I've seen contact yes. forms that have so much questions that are useless. Like why do I need yes. to give you my address on a contact form?
0: Okay, I, so, oh, I like uh, that perspective. Okay, I mean, so like, think about the uselessness of like some so, of the questions. So I don't care yeah. if you're asking 15 questions are are
1: 100% useful for you to like yeah. give value within that email but if you're just adding questions just because you're like well <laughs> I've heard that it's supposed to be long and now yeah. you're just like
0: asking me nonsense <laughs> okay, like point. like what are we doing here <laughs> so- good point good point I didn't even think about useless questions like there's some cutesy questions that people are asking that I haven't even I totally forgot about like they need to be questions that help you exactly give them
1: value and I do yeah. love the fact that you and I, I have a whole I have a whole episode about like a contact a question that your contact form must have and for you that. is the ice cream and some people might yeah. think that that is useless but that's the only question that is going to help you break the ice with that couple yeah right? Yeah. The other questions are somehow wedding related, right? Yeah. Your venue, how many guests, yaddy, yaddy, all those things that are going to help you craft that first email. But that unique question that you have about your ice cream yeah. is what is going to help you break the ice and make right. more, you know, and make a connection with your clients. For me, right. my question is TV, like your favorite TV show. Oh, nice yeah because i love tv and i actually (laughs) have it like in parentheses. i'm like please for the love of god let it be game of thrones or any housewife (laughs) (laughs) because i know like when they reply to that question two things are happening one we're breaking their like as you said they're contacting six other photographers everybody has the same question so like you don't even know what you're answering when they get to that question they stop and they're like oh different interesting answer and two make you connect with your clients in a way that is not just photography related and set you apart yes so back to your thing i am all for like enough questions long questions whatever is in your form but i want those questions to be useful
0: useful yes that is such a good point i'm so glad (laughs) you brought that up because it can get useless really fast i love the my ice cream question like it's just part of my brand but also I send them ice cream and they forget that they filled that out. And then when they get ice cream on the doorstep, they're like, how did she know I love strawberry ice cream? And I'm like, oh. in that contact <laughs> form that you totally forgot you filled out.
1: <laughs> so that's great because it's part of your branding. It's part of like that, right. quirk, you know, that quirky thing that you have. It, it all ties up with like the end product, which is value, which I love that. So I think that's something that everybody should have that, you know, unique question that sets you apart and all that good stuff. And then again, tie that question within the emails or the information that you're giving your clients. Because if you're at like, let's say I asked them, oh, what's your favorite you know, TV show? And they're like, oh my God, I love Game of Thrones. And I never once mentioned Game of Thrones ever again. It became right. a useless question. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. awesome.
0: Oh, so many, so many knowledge here today. Then, with us. <laughs> there's so many ways this conversation can go. Like value is so vague and it's so It's subjective, too, to each niche. Like, uh, obviously, you're not going to ask what venue or, like, offer this crazy wedding-specific photo booth if you're shooting families. Like, you're not going to have a package. You know, it's just, like, different stuff like that. I do want to add that value, when you're thinking about value, you need to think about your own process, your own workflow, too. So, like, are you doing the location research? That's something you can list in your packages. Are you... I have different... My, I offer no more than three packages <clears throat> and the packages have different turnaround times too, how fast they want their photos. So if they want those wedding photos within two weeks, they're getting that top tier package and they see the value in that. They're like, well, when we get home from our honeymoon, we're gonna have all of our wedding photos and we're definitely gonna pay for that. Um, There's so many things that we neglect like that because we do so much work behind the scenes and photographers don't, our clients don't know we're doing that. Clients don't see us working behind the scenes. They don't see us making that list of locations for their engagement photos. They don't see us making those engagement photo guides, those wedding guides, things like that. Those all need to be listed. Those do not need to be surprises. And I think that's something that, I remember when I first started out doing weddings, I wanted to like surprise my clients, like over deliver without them knowing, but that didn't cause them to initially book. They're like, oh, you only offer online galleries and albums yeah, but you know, they don't know I'm going to surprise them with all this other stuff. And it caused a lot of people to walk away because they're like, you're not different than anything we've heard. While this other photographer is like giving us, you know, different turnaround times, um, guaranteed this insurance on photographs for five years. I mean, so many different things that we can add. And I'm like, oh, well, I do all that stuff. I just don't list it. And I think that adds a lot of value to the packages, showing everything we do behind the scenes for our clients. You don't have to list like, I post Instagram once a day like nobody <laughs> cares they're gonna pay for that you know so <laughs> the things we do behind the scenes to serve our clients should be listed in the packages
1: I love that you mentioned mm-hmm. that because sometimes we uh, either I don't know if we like overlook it or we underplay it or we're like well that's not really important and I'm all for it like being mm-hmm. your own shoot leader and yeah yes mention that like if you are the kind of photographer that you work super fast and you're the kind of photographer that you come home from a wedding and you immediately start editing because the next yeah. day you're gonna have five pictures on instagram for them they need to know that in advance yes because that adds you. value now Absolutely. i'm gonna be honest i'm not that photographer i'm coming from my wedding <laughs> and i'm done so again as you said value is so personal because i can commit to that because i know i'm gonna come home and that's not what i want to do so exactly have to find value in other aspects but mm-hmm. as you said you need to mention it and I say this a lot in my, you know, when I talk about sales, like if you don't show it, you can sell it. And that goes also for value. If you have all these things that you do behind the scenes, but like, you're like, well, they're going to notice it, but I'm not going to say it. If if they don't know how they, how could they even think about it? How could they even consider Mm -hmm. that to be valuable? Right. Mm -hmm. So I mean, don't be shy. Tell us what yes. you do. <laughs> list, yes, exactly. List, list the great things that you do for your clients. Talk about mm-hmm. it on your phone calls, right? Phone calls yes. should be kind of like crafted for you to get to know about your clients, but also for your clients to get to know about you. What yeah. do you do that is different? Once again, going back to this thing that you said at the beginning, how are you solving a problem for them? Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. might have that client that you might think like, uh, posting five pictures on Instagram is not solving anybody's problem. We're not talking about like, crazy problems, but that could be that this couple are really into Instagram, and this is really important for them, so
0: it is exactly. solving a problem for them. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's delivering on your promises, too. I know I've, we've been talking a lot about these, like over-deliver, over-deliver, but you have to make sure you do it consistently. You can't just do it for one couple because you're really stoked about their photos, but then you kind of you know skip out on that other couple cuz maybe they didn't choose a location you were really jazzed about or something like that you are you know we all have those sessions where we're like jazzed and then there's some that we're just like mm-hmm. that was kind of meh for us because we're just critical of ourselves cuz we're artists You have to do the same thing for every couple. You can't just make that couple feel great because they chose this dream location that you wanted to do and not do it for the couple that just wanted to go to the park and be simple about their, you know, you have to follow through and make sure that you're delivering on those promises too, because those word of mouth referrals will go down really fast if they're like, yeah, we booked this package with them and they really kind of let the ball drop on a lot of things that they promised us.
1: A hundred percent. And if you're listening to this and you're like getting excited about it and you're like, oh, I'm going to start adding value and I'm going to start doing this. Yeah. As you said, you have to deliver. You can just list it, get the mm-hmm. client, get the client all excited and then drop the ball because there's yeah. nothing worse than that. Let's say that Mackenzie tells, you know, their clients from out of state that, listen, I, I'm going to send you an email about how to get your license and this and that. And then she goes radio silence. That is yeah. not bueno. So you mm-hmm. need to like, if you promise, you need to commit to that. And again, Absolutely. going back to, you know, full circle, it's going to be unique to you. Things that work for me might not work for you and vice exactly. versa. Exactly. And I think, again, once again, I think that's why conversations about value, yes, we, we can talk about the general concept, but once it comes down to your brand and what you can do, it's
0: 100% unique to you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. There's no... I know that like market research is great and doing research on like maybe your competition, you know, in your area, other photographers. Mm -hmm. um, That's great to do just to kind of have that floating around in your head, but do not harp because you're only seeing surface. You're seeing their website and that's it. You're not seeing all the stuff that they do behind the scenes and what works for them might not work for you because we're all different people. Unfortunately, People are not just hiring photographers for their photos anymore because of social media. They want to hire somebody that they trust, that they jive with because in the wedding industry, especially you're spending up to eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours with this one photographer and you want to like them because it's going to not be fun if you don't like them. So there's so many different levels of this that we need to think about. And it's different across regions, locations, people, cultures, I mean, brands this is very subjective, but I think it's doing, um, the first place that photographers need to start is doing a deep dive to them, being honest with their personalities to themselves. If they're kind of a mess, like I am maybe, you know, planning isn't something that they offer, but maybe on engagement shoots, they can offer like, Hey, date night on me. If you add an engagement session to your wedding package or something like that. I mean, stuff that they can easily do being honest with yourself and knowing that you know, you're like, Hey, when I get down to the wedding, I don't want to do next day. Like, I'm not about that. I need to relax. For me. I'm very opposite. I cannot wait. I'm so impulsive and I cannot wait to get their photos back. So I go home and I edit just a few and I put them on Facebook and I know that I'm like that. So I didn't used to offer that in my packages or show that, but I started doing it consistently. And I was like, I need to start telling them that they're going to see their photos. Like almost immediately after their wedding. Um, so I started putting that in my packages. But there's some photographers who are like you that are just like, what? nope, I want to go home and relax. And that's cool. And that's good. Good that you know yourself. Because if not, you're gonna start hating your job. True. What's the point of working for yourself if you hate it? A hundred percent true. This is good.
1: I love that we touch so many things in this conversation and, you know, we cover a bunch of things and there is great on. Uh, tips for people that are listening yeah uh, again the conversation would always continue the conversation would always evolve um, yeah. and obviously this is not something that we can cover here in 45 to an hour like no. th- this topic Absolutely is not. massive so <laughs> carry on <laughs> this conversation they can where could they find you mackenzie
0: so i'm on instagram McKenzie underscore bigliazzi I'm probably I'm literally the only person that will come up because no one else has that name. Um, so no worries there. My my website's the same thing, MackenzieBigliazzi.com. dot com. And if they're interested in joining my group, they just have to search Cultivate Education or just find me on Instagram and go to my um, link in my bio and find it there, and they can join and it's free and no obligation. So. Awesome. Great information
1: in your uh, group. And definitely if somebody has any questions about this, I'm sure they can post it there and, you know, the conversation can continue there. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, you share a lot of marketing tips with all of us and all that, but one marketing tip that we can narrow it down today that you can share with people listening to this podcast, what would it be? Ooh. Okay.
0: So I had lots and I was like, (laughs) I need to pick the one that has changed my life. So I'm going to, I just recently moved to Denver. So I had to go through that whole process of getting my business, moving it from Illinois to Denver. Okay. So the one thing that helped me the most was being active in groups that are not photo related at all. Oh, okay. So I joined groups that were um, <clears throat> specific to hiking, skiing, pretty hike scenery. I mean, there's tons of groups that you can join that are your interests. And sometimes I go in there and I'm like, oh my gosh, we hiked to this part. Here are the photos from that. You're not necessarily advertising for people, but you are not only hitting the clients that will probably jive with you because you're in a group that's like similar interests, but they're also seeing your work nonchalantly. Mm. So I've gotten a lot of connections through those groups and just being like, oh my gosh, this is such a good idea to do this. Or, oh my gosh, look at how different we made this location look. It was such an easy hike or whatever. It has changed the world for me. That's and made so many tip. connections. <laughs> I think we focus a lot on like being in wedding groups or family groups or whatever your niches groups, but go to those groups that are kind of adjacent. Like, you know, there might be couples that love hiking as much as you do. So you can post them there or they might love, I don't know. Other and things. I like that you mentioned that you, you're
1: not there to like spam people. We're like, hey, yeah. I'm a photographer. <laughs> <Yeah. thank> you. <laughs> but you're like actually adding to the group. Like you're being yeah. honest. You're like, oh, I love hiking too. Yes. Here are some lovely photos that you can. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Feel free to hug me. I like that. No. I like that soft sell. I'm, I'm all for it. Yes, being nonchalant because a lot of those groups are like no self promotion, no spam. But if you're like, oh my gosh, look at this hike that me and my couple just did this morning. I had to share it with you guys because I know you're always looking for new, new hikes to go on. Oh, I wish we had hiking in Miami. There's no hiking in here. It's like a
1: thousand degrees outside. Nobody's waiting yeah. their <laughs> But you have beautiful beaches and we're very inland. So we don't Uh, have that here. I had this conversation the other day with another uh, person on the podcast and, and she was like, oh my God, it's so beautiful, Miami, I love it. And I'm like is it because we, we all what we what we don't have right he lives right. Like, this, like he lives in Santiago in Chile it's like very like European city like an actual yes. city and I feel like Miami is like a small town even though it's a huge city but I feel like it's you know like townish kind of like right place. and I'm like is it because I love where you live right now <laughs> so, so we always find what we you know uh, uh, that You're that so right. that that idea of like the grass is greener on the other side is Mm -hmm. also high because it's not, right? There is lovely things about Miami and there is lovely things about Denver as well as, you know, any other thing. But sure, Miami has (laughs) lovely (laughs) places. But yeah, that's a great idea and something that I haven't even thought about. it. so great. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Yes, of course. (laughs) Now I have to go. Maybe I need to find a group for like people that love eating like restaurant tours or something like that.
0: The of Miami.
1: There you go. That (laughs) is something that I could join. I could add to the conversation and then I can drop those engagement photos that I do at restaurant. You see? You got it. Mackenzie, if it wasn't for you today, I would have never (laughs) figured this
0: out. (laughs) I'm glad I could inspire
1: you. Love it. Love it. So, last question, and I always ask this to everybody What are you currently loving? And this doesn't have to be business related, could be anything that you're currently enjoying.
0: I am currently really into audiobooks, which I didn't think I'd be because I love reading like physically. Mm-hmm. But um, I try to go on a run every day, and I've replaced music with audiobooks. And right now I'm re-listening to So You Want to Talk About Race. And it just talks about white privilege and, and um, different aspects of just privilege in general. And it's so insightful that I'm listening to it for a second time and learning new things. So like, I need an escape from my business brain. It's rampant at all times. I'm always thinking about business stuff. And during that time when I'm listening to audiobooks, it's just a time for me to learn about other things that are not business-related. And just to kind of focus on myself, make myself a better person, um, but also learn some new things. So I'm very okay. into audiobooks. <laughs> a little bit. And do you use any particular company for your audiobooks? Um, I do use the the audiobooks like on Apple or okay. iPhone. I think it's just books. I think it's just called books and then there's like a section for audiobooks that you can buy. Awesome. Great.
1: I use uh a, a it's a membership, just, you know, oh, okay. to do with photography. it's called a script and you have both actual, like, like online books, eBooks. Oh my God. How old am I? You have eBooks and you have audio books also. So for, Oh, okay. And you just pay your membership. I think it's like $8 a month and you have access to a huge library. So we're wow. just buying.
0: Yeah. Because
1: you just have endless access to information. So just for all of you out there, not a sponsor script. Not a sponsor, but it's awesome. (laughs) There you go. I can see it was great talking to you. Uh, You have this lovely energy. I, we share that passion for teaching and you know, Trying to move the industry forward. So thank you so much for being so generous with your time, for being here with us, and I can't wait to see you know more uh, about you and all your knowledge that you have to share in your group. And you know the doors are open here in Talk Republic for any future conversations you want to have.
0: Thank you, thank you for having me. I loved having this conversation, and I feel like we got we covered a lot. In we like did. <laughs> And for all of you listening, thank you so much for
1: sticking all the way to the end. You guys are great. I'm going to put all the links to Mackenzie on the notes for this episode, and we'll talk very soon. Until then, ciao.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.